man, my I stand on the shoulders of my mentors. Like they yeah. have always um, seen something in me that they admire, and they put me in a position to win. The One More Time Music Podcast. Genuine conversations with genuine people about music. Hosted by Henry with a three and Playback Ben. Went from Bimo Coops to Pins House. Don't want this to end, so party one more time. Party one more time. Party she like one more time. They party one more time. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the One More Time Podcast. I am your host, Playback one Ben. One more time. I'm here with my co-host. Henry with a three. Henry with a knee was already taken, so we made an adjustment. And Henry, who do we have on the podcast today? We have Chris Paul. Woo, Chris! Took time out of his busy schedule uh, in the series against the Nuggets right now to join us on the One More Time podcast. God, that's dedication. Thanks, Chris. Yeah, we don't know Appreciate how you did it. No, this is, this is Kyle, our CEO Kyle. CEO Kyle. Is that is that a name you're going with, or is that just your Instagram name? It's just my Instagram name, but it's starting to catch on, so. Yeah. It's a little bit more of a mouthful than Kyle, but you know, we'll, <laughs> sounds more official. Well, yeah, I mean, we'll we'll see if we can integrate it into the uh, t- t- to the flow here. So, yeah, but yeah, what does Kyle do? Kyle is a producer, an artist, manager, and entrepreneur, and we're very happy to have him on the One More Time podcast today. So, what's what's awesome about this is you know the first four episodes we had artists. And <laughs> I'm sorry about the rogue rampages right now. We'll get into that later. That was a technical error. Yeah, technical difficulties. We, we've never had any of those on the podcast so far. Not any. None. None. Nope. Not tonight. Not ever. Um, so the, the interesting thing about Kyle is that he is our first uh, behind the artist, behind the scenes business guest. So we've had artists thus far, but like I said, on the One More Time podcast, we want to have genuine conversations with genuine people about music. Artists and creatives and business people want to have them tell their stories of you know where they're where they're from, where they're at, and where they're going. So we appreciate you coming on, Kyle. Thank you again. So how far from this studio did you grow up? Um, I grew up in Tucker, so that's the same same. Shout show. out Tucker one time. Shout out Tucker. Did you walk here? Did I walk here? No, I did not. No, I'm not that. Was close. it because it was raining or because it, it was, was too raining. far? It was too far. Tucker's a like a one side of Tucker to the other side of Tucker would take you about. 15, 20 minutes. Driving. Driving. Yeah. Yeah. So if you were so. really looking to get your steps in, you could have walked. I used to walk from to your, school. From your house. Sometimes I would walk to school. It would be like a, a good 30-minute walk. But there yeah. you go. There you go. So growing up, what kind of music was playing around the household, right? Hmm. So my mom, um, from her, a lot of gospel. Um, Sunday mornings, that's what we're listening to. Um, getting in the car. 104.7, the fish is on the Oh my gosh. Yes, like Shout out to Fish. 24-7. It's my mom. Um, and my dad, you know, um, hip-hop fan, um, but also he was into um, like Yacht Rock too. So Yacht Rock. Yeah. And a, a lot of the are those artists that growing up I thought were black but were actually white. <laughs> Such <laughs> as? Steel Dan. Uh, Wait, he's white? <laughs> you know? He's a girl. <laughs> Steely Wait, Dan. it's a group? No, I'm just kidding. Of course, Steely Dan. What's uh, your favorite song off Royal Scam? See, I couldn't just tell you that. Like, I just, I, I didn't, I didn't know. Like, back then, I was just listening to music. Okay. I wasn't like, oh, like, oh damn, this is my favorite song. <laughs> it's the beats and the it's the feeling. The beats, of it. the feeling. Also, I didn't have an iPod, so my dad had it all on the the big brick. 
There you mm-hmm. go. And the CDs. He had a um uh the black album. That was his one of his favorites. And um Shout that was Jay-Z. one of my favorites too. Jay Z, we'd love to have you on the podcast. So you definitely know the songs on the black album now, right? Yeah. Well, what's your favorite song off the black album now? That's one we gotta thing figure about it me. Out. I'm not the best with like song titles. Like Rick Rubin also doesn't even like, know the titles of the people that he's produced. That's crazy. So System of a Down, he did an interview with Serge Tankian from System of a Down, and he completely messed up the title. I think it was literally a song that he produced. Maybe it wasn't one he produced, but it was one that was a huge System He's of a Down so song. He's so solely invested in just, just the, the mission sound. of the sonics and yeah. the, how does it sound. He's not focused on anything yeah. else. It's a testament to his wisdom and his greatness. Shout out to Rick Rubin. We'd love to have you on the podcast, Rick, for real. I think Lucifer might be one of my... Lucifer, son of the morning. Yeah. There you go. Yep. For sure, for sure. So other than... Um, you know, music. What other extracurriculars were you into kind of growing up? Were you a sports guy, theater, band? What were you into? Um, I did sports. sports. So I played soccer since I was three. What position? Um, center mid. I knew he was a midfielder. I don't know why. You had endurance probably, right? What about him center mid, right, gave right you back, midfielder right vibes? In the endurance. Like I, I played forward because I, I didn't have endurance. How you know I got endurance? Yeah, I was like, I, what about Kyle gives you this? It's, it's the mentality and the build, yeah. He's oh, just, the mental he, endurance. He going. It's all of the above. There you go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that, soccer, so I played pretty competitively. I almost went to school for it. Okay. Um, like a couple of D3 schools, D2 schools. Um, but um, that, and then, you know, just, I was a science kid. Like, my mom's a science teacher, so I, I was always at summer camps or, you know, in some sort of like program during the summer during the school year um what kind of summer science camps were you going to um uh, shoot it's kind of embarrassing i went to space camp <laughs> man shout out space camp <laughs> Yo, space, space camp, camp is one of those things i mean no disrespect i had friends that went to space camp and i was yeah. i was an ap math and science guy so don't it's not like i'm mm-hmm. above the fact that people went to you know these types of camps but i never did the space camp and you know here in atlanta we have Huntsville, Alabama. Yeah. I went to which that is, one one time. Uh, that's the only one, I think, that's close by. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming yep. that's the one you went to? Mm-hmm. A couple yep. times, yep. Yep. And so, Five what, what, was, times. what was space camp like? <laughs> Bro, it was like little like mini boot camp. Like, for real. It was mini boot camp. You were being prepared. Not boot camp, but like like astronaut camp. Like, you were being prepared. Simulated missions. Simula- you would do simulated missions. You could fly a space shuttle. Like... You had it to, sounds incredible. We did like oh, it was great. All these experiments. I'm so with like pissed that never went. Gravity and stuff. Yeah, it was it was pretty lit. Like so outside of <laughs> you know engineering, kind of science and math stuff. Um, you know, space camp, sports. What else were you into growing up? I was in the band, um, drum line, section leader. All really? That. Yeah. They even it was a point in time where the high school band needed people. So like the middle school band. Like the senior or the eighth graders, not seniors, but we would like march with the high school band. Okay. Yeah. So I did that. So you got called bit. up to the big league. Calling in the reserves. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. So, what does the big bad musical mean to you? Oh, damn. That's crazy. <laughs> we had this musical called The Big Bad Musical, and I was the lead. 
I was okay, the, the, the big, star, the Damn. big bad wolf, the big cheese. You were the wolf. I was the wolf, and basically, I was on trial for all the the bad stuff that I had done. Oh my gosh! So, so it sounds like you were kind of dabbling in everything and trying everything. Being well rounded seems to be one of your you know core values growing up. What else would you say that you learned, inherited, kind of adopted from your family or your upbringing as far as your core values? Mm. I would say just being authentic, being genuine. Like that's genuine. We're here to have genuine conversations with, with genuine, genuine people, people about music. music. Thank the you, one Kyle. more time podcast. Yeah, yeah. that was <laughs> not crazy. planned. Yeah. No, like the way y'all were so in sync with that, that was crazy. It's our tagline. It's our tagline. It's our oh, mission. Shit, I didn't know. Yep, just being yourself. Honestly, um, my parents always encouraged me to just be myself, and. Um, what else? You know, just do right by people. Um, that's something I I always see in my parents and the way they move, and I always appreciate that about them. Maintain, the ability to maintain relationships very important. So that's yeah. key. Oh, fun fact about that science shit. Um, look, there's this girl in my class named Mariah. Fast forward five years or five four years later, she's at St. John's singing, Mariah the scientist. Ooh. That's Mariah the scientist. Oh God! Damn. She was at school. She was there studying biology. Atlanta is the truth. Tell I me. mean, you do not have these people be in like, your science no. class. Like, she was really on her science shit for real. That's just yeah, man. Fun fact. No, I mean now it makes total sense with yeah. her brand, but that's incredible. Yeah. Wow. So, growing up, at any point, was I want to have a career in music coming across your mind? Was that a, ever a thought? Mm-mm. I went to BU for biomedical engineering. That program at BU is like the hardest program to get into. So yeah. I really didn't have to do that. But I was just like, okay, this is what I want. This is what I've been doing. Like, shoot, I guess I'll do this. And then got there and quickly realized I did not like that. Like, I did what, not like What did you not like about it? It was just hard, bro. Like, just So it, it was that your pride kind of took a little bit <laughs> yeah, of a hit. Yeah. It was like, like my, damn, I mean. Nah. This I just realized I'm like, I'm not as good at. At, as good at math and so, at math it's more so the math yeah right? uh, that I was in in, co- in high school so and engineering is all math like yeah so hundred percent I feel like college is about figuring out what you don't want to do yeah yeah true yeah. so but figuring out yeah I was gonna say so figuring out that you wanted to do business and music how, how did that happen well it was a combination of things I think I I knew naturally that I had business acumen that I have good people skills um, and good communication skills. So it was between comm, the school of communications or the business school. Yeah. So I did marketing, went to the business school and I just like considering those things about myself. And also I just, I feel like I've always had an entrepreneurial mindset. So did marketing and then I met my friend, Jordan Carter, uh, friend and one of the first person, people that I started to manage as a rapper or artist. Uh, he went to high school. He went to Maze, actually. Um, and when he was in high school, like, MTV Maze came and, like, shot a Damn, video Damn, that like, is a, a blast from the past. Yeah, like, MTV his thing Maze. was like... Is that still a, going? No, nah, they don't do that no more. Okay, they don't do like, music anymore, man. <laughs> <laughs> he was oh, like I'm a sorry. Music like, television does not do music? I'm sorry. He was a rapper. That was his MTV Maze episode. It never got Damn. aired, but... He shared this with me because we would just always be chilling and hanging out. We would hang out all the time. And then 
one day we were just smoking and he was just like just freestyling and I was just like whoa I was really taken aback by how talented he really was and he told me that he was interested in management so or not interested in management interested in putting out his music yeah um and I was just like you know like bro like let me let me help you with how can that. I help like, you I just moved to the business school like let me apply at least some of the things that I'm learning like um to help you out and I also just had a passion for music at the time because really coming off of being at Tucker um one of my friends Rory, he got signed. Like he was, he was love Renaissance. Shout out Rory, yeah, that first signing. LVRN, shout out them. Shout out love Renaissance. Um, Indigo Child, that era. Like he, just to see their first, that was the first artist that they had signed, started working with before Black Drum, Summer Walker, now the Empire Division Shelly. that they are now. Shelly, 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 he changed well, his name. F- formerly known as formerly Drum. known as Drum, <laughs> but um, yeah. So he was um. I saw him like get signed and just from being around him and um, seeing everything that went into him being that guy that was putting on the talent shows at Tucker and putting together the like ciphers, um, being around that energy, it, it interested me. So when yeah. I started working with Jordan, I was able to exercise that, like the, like the ability to like work on that as a project. And so... so- Paint us the picture of what was actually going on in the Boston music scene. Like, who who, oh, yeah. who, who were the big a great question. Boston artists? That's a like, good, what, what was question. actually going on in Boston? You know, most people, especially those from Atlanta, they don't think of Boston as the capital of music, capital of hip hop, whatever. I mean, Bobby right? so Brown like, from Boston. There you go. Shout out Bobby Brown. But yeah. but you know, kind of where you were coming in. What what had been going on? Who were the the acts that were you know popping in Boston? Kind of who you know who was yeah. who. Um, Stiz for sure. Cousin, cousin Stiz. Stiz. Um, shout out Tim Larue. Yeah, shout out Tim. Manages LaRue. Cousin Stiz. He was one of the pioneers of Boston music, I would say, especially Boston hip hop. Yeah, at least, um, at least he, in the past, like yeah. He had a, a years, BU connection as well. Yes, he went to BU. He went to BU as well. He started the BU hip hop club. Yeah. As well. so, so Tim was one of the first people to literally take my call when I was coming into the industry. I was like, shit. Who are the managers that I can reach out to? Because I mm-hmm. wanted to be a manager, you know, coming into the space. I was like, who are the people that I look up to? You know, kind of who's who, right? I stumbled across Tim's page. I'm not even, I wasn't even the biggest Stiz fan at all, but I just somehow, you know, stumbled across it. And I was like, damn, let me hit up Tim. Shout out Tim, one of the pioneers, like I said, of the Boston scene and one of the guys that first took my call. So, I mean, Shout really, out Tim. really good, really good people. We'd love to have you on the podcast. <laughs> we would, Tim. They would love that. Um, <laughs> so would Kyle. <laughs> I would. I would definitely tune in. Um, so yeah, it was like Stiz, Christmas, Hefe Reaper. Michael Christmas is also another one of Tim's mm-hmm. clients. So um, he runs Boston. He really does. I mean, him and OG, Jeremy Corrales. OG Swagger Dick. Yeah. OG Swagger Dick. OG Swagger Dick. Yep. Bodega days. Um, so yeah, that was like the scene back then, but there was still like this underground scene like right under that like these even though they were blowing up you could touch them you could like see them like in dorchester or wherever like but um i knew that there was like an underground scene that was kind of bubbling and so we made an effort to kind of really interject ourselves in that so sure and um we were able to make some good waves like for real for real awesome so when did you get your first internship and what was that like my first internship was with this company called Star Power, 
Entertainment. Um, it's these two producers that worked at BET, or they still no. One of them works at BET. The other one um, used to moved on to Bleacher Report and just doing great things. But um, they would put on shows and concerts and parties in Boston, and so they were on hiatus because I think they were focusing on their careers and came back off a of hiatus and they had this um, kind of like party. Um, where they showcased some of the work that they were doing and like what they were planning on doing moving forward with the production company. And I went, and afterwards I like made it a point to go up to them, introduce myself, tell them who I was, like some of the things I was working on. And they were like, yo, like let's partner and let's do a show in Atlanta. So we partnered. I was like, became like, it was, I was like, it was somewhere between an intern, but on the real like co-producer like kind of role because it was, it was just the two of them. And it was a very small team. I was like helping out a lot with the vision and kind of what, what even from, especially with planning the show, um, like booking the acts and like you know figuring out who we want to be on the lineup, etc. All the logistics in Atlanta as well, because then we we filmed um, promo. So the show was crazy. Actually, we had um, Young Baby Tate on the lineup. Love YBT. Shout out Tate. Love YBT. <laughs> And this is back when? This is 2017. Damn. This is like... I was like, she is clearly at another level at this point. Her her career is finally... She's she's getting her flowers, Mm -hmm. you know, starting recently, so... Um, Tate, Jordan was on the show. Um, DJ Vaughn, Mulatto's DJ. Shaq Shaq from The Three, he signed to um, Dallas Austin. So, yeah, we had some, like, pretty, like, up-and-coming, a good group. Um, Did you have any experience putting on shows? Yeah, so in, in Boston we would put on some parties where okay. we call them. We call them. I was disc- like, because if, if I'm them, yeah, why the hell? Oh no, because I, I. What I know? did was I, that's what I did when I met them. I showed them. Okay. I I literally showed them recaps of the parties that I was well, throwing. That's, in Boston. that's awesome. Oh yeah, that's, yeah, that's that's important. I'm like, I thought you just went up to them. Like, hey, I'd love to help you with your nah, show so in the, Atlanta. The and I'm like, one, if I'm them, I'm like, fuck off, Kyle, CEO, <laughs> CEO, Kyle. Shout out those marketing classes. Marketing. Yeah. Oh God, we have, um, this thing called Marathon Monday, which is on the day of the Boston Marathon. So the Boston Marathon runs through okay. our campus. Yeah. So no, none of the schools like have class that day. So yeah, they can't. You don't. But the the what you do instead is have a marathon yourself. <laughs> you get up at six a.m. and you just start drinking. Like, <laughs> and it's funny. It's like the best day, bro. Like, you just it's just like day parties everywhere. College students everywhere. Um, from it's like, like you you have an excuse to find to just to wake finally, up and just to finally do the things that every other student like student can do, but yeah. like, we don't. It's Marathon Monday. And so I wanted to throw a show on Marathon Monday, like partner with one of the houses um, that through parties and on Marathon Monday and like have my guys perform at it. So yeah. what we did was I ended up making, I had friends that were on the hockey team and at BU, the hockey team is like. That's like the football team down here. <laughs> yes. Like we're like the number one, number two hockey team yeah. every year. So I have friends on the hockey team. They were throwing a, a party at their house, the hockey house. I have my guy perform because at this point, Jordan is like the hottest rapper on BU's campus. Like, oh really? Yeah, like okay. everyone knew Jordan. Like, oh, he's the rapper. Like, he's that guy. Like, so they were like, of course we want you to perform. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. So he performs, and we're playing. And then I tell my homeboys to come up um, that make music as well, bro. We end up having the whole school at that party. Like, 
and it was just a lit day and that's when i was like yeah like i could do this for sure so we did so showing the recap video from that i it wish was, it was like bro, I, have, I was like if you somewhere. yeah I, I'll, if you I'll find, find that will you please i will show I'll yeah show we'll try and put it in the video or we'll you know we'll link to it maybe we'll put it on it. youtube we'll make it an nft yeah <laughs> sounds incredible <laughs> So, so then, um, yeah, so you basically use that to, to that, show that, like, hey, I, I know what the fuck I'm doing. That, and then I started curating lineups in Boston. We put a twist on it. What we did was we would also have um, vendors pull up to sell clothes and, yeah. like, people selling art. It was, like, a full, like, art display, which is what Damn. we called it, the display. Mm. So, mm. and we ended with the show at the, at, at, the end, at the end of the night. So, like, the first display we did was a fucking smash. People were coming through, like, just getting clothes, and, like, we had a DJ running. And it was just, like, like up that pop-up kind of experience that you see a lot of now, but... They, Back you, then, it was not... You wasn't seeing that in Boston. Mm. Yeah. Like, especially, at least, in for college students. Like, that wasn't a thing. Yeah. And then... Um, at night, people and it's great marketing because at night people come and they're like, "Oh yeah, we're definitely gonna come back at night." At yeah. night, it was a full blown party, bro. Full blown party. You had the stage, lights, everything. Niggas performed. It was lit. And that's when I was like, "Okay." Between those recap footages, like I presented that to them, I was like, "I'm from Atlanta. I can help you guys. I know venues in Atlanta. I know up and coming artists in Atlanta. I can help you guys put together a show." And we did. We did that. So, talk to us about you know some other internships that you've done. I, you know, I know you've had a, a, a litany of internships, right? But I mm-hmm. think you've had some with, you know, BET, the Rebels, Rebels group. Yeah. Blueprint Group. Kind of mm-hmm. walk us through a few of those and, you know, what you learned from those. So at BET, um, those producers that I was telling you about, Star Power Entertainment, yeah. they worked at BET at the time. So they alley-ooped me. Um, shout out to them. I mean, not to say I wasn't qualified, but you know how it is. Like, you got to know somebody sometimes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... They recommended me um, for an internship at BET, and I worked on the talent relations team. So from working on the talent relations team, that was my first experience working with A-list, B-list, C-list talent, for real, for real. And then also pitching talent for certain opportunities, um, shows, live events, etc. So um, that's what I did at BET. I did that for nine months, and then over the summer... I kind of stepped up and did more of like a production assistant role with the BT Awards. So um, that whole experience, the shows that were put on, booking people for the shows, advancing the shows, um, talent gifting, logistics, yeah, all of that. So um, it's everything from travel. What's some of your best like memories from that, bro? I, I really can't like. My best memory might be the BT Awards. Like, oh, I saw. I literally saw Nipsey slap the dude at the like that famous. Oh my like, gosh! I was standing right there. Like that was 2018 BET Awards. <laughs> he was performing with YG because they had the song last time that I checked. And the yeah, way yeah. that we had set up last the show, the way we had set up the show was on some like, okay, YG's gonna come out and perform. No, no, Nipsey's gonna come out and perform. YG's gonna come out after them. They're gonna close the show on yeah. last time that I checked. That was the last performance. Sec- it was in the last or second to last performance because like the BT Awards they have the I'm sorry they have the the award show but then before the award show they have all these like little mini concerts mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. stages that lead up it's called the pre show yeah, and yeah, that, and that's cool. filmed that's a whole filmed event people are like watching it live so that was like the second or the last pre show performance before yeah. the actual show so that day it was I would say um, was gonna say meeting Donald Glover 
Like I, I was doing talent check-in. So. Shout out Childish Gambino. Bro, so from I, Stone Mountain, Stone by the way. Mountain, right here, baby. DeKalb School of the Arts. Yes, sir. Like, yes. Could Shout he? Out could he walk to the podcast? Um, no, I don't think he could. That's, Damn. But he. <laughs> that means he's not gonna come. <laughs> but just like I just really felt like, like him. He's like my creative idol. Like he's the man. To be from to be from where we're from to do a lot of the same things that we did. He went to he went to Lakeside for like a, a little bit. Um, Damn, I didn't even know that. Yeah, like because I grew up. 10 minutes away from Lakeside, five minutes away. Like, to then to go to NYU, I, I'm, I'm a kid that went to BU. Like, they're like, yeah, there's a lot very of parallel schools. And then to for him to the show Atlanta, bro, when I say that show, it's really so sp- good. It's spooky because I be I feel like Earl. Like, <laughs> it was written no, for no, you. I feel Earn. I feel like Earn. Yeah. yeah like, Earn. literally, like the stories he tells as someone, as a manager working in the music industry, mm-hmm. someone who went to like an Ivy League level school, where, like, bro, it's really weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I met him. But right after I met him, I saw Nipsey Hustle slap that security guard. Damn, what an experience. And then we had to go grab him so that he could go perform because they tried to hem him up. It was just a lot. So then sweetie. take us through how you go from that and then, you know, going back to school after that to interning at the Revels Group. And tell people what the Revels Group is for those that don't know. So the Revels Group, they do um, management for GEZ, they also have a litany of producers. Um, and they do Drake's tour management. Okay. So, so I, how'd you land that gig and what, what were you doing there? So, um, after I graduated from school, I came back here and started doing some, like continue to do PA work and I worked on Life is Good, the music video. Um, okay. so that's Drake in future. Mm-hmm. Was able to put that on my resume. I think that was like definitely like a, a big thing that like, you know, caught at least my boy Ben at the Rebels group, you gotta meet Ben. Um, shout out that Ben. Shout not out that ben. ben. Shout out, shout out Ben Senseless. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, <laughs> he's been these, waiting for a one shout of these out days. <laughs> one of these Since days, Henry, one. Henry will shout me out. Playback Ben, not Ben Senseless, but Ben Senseless. We'd love to have you on the podcast. <laughs> on the podcast. Yep. yep, Ben Senseless. Um, yep. He just he actually just graduated today, but he damn um, shout him out. He is um, Jamil Davis's like right hand man. And that's Drake's tour manager. He saw my email, immediately hit me back, was like, yo, we got, we want to interview guys, interview you. Um, so I interviewed with him, or just like, actually, he passed me to Matt Geffen, who's the head of AR. Interviewed with him, great conversation. And then next day, I talked to Jamil with Matt, and like immediately was like, okay, bet you're, you're on. Like, but then COVID was. And so what were you, mm, what were COVID, you being brought on mm. to do? Um, so I, I worked directly under, um, Geffen, like just helping him as an A&R, like, sure. um, like helping him put packs together, put in, um, some of our producers beats on beat stars, reaching out to artists that I thought like would be good for their, like their beat packs, um, putting together, doing real, like real A&R research, like, um, you know, kind of tearing together artists that I thought okay these are kind of some that we can match with our producers um especially a producer at the time um who was like between us and like 4PF so we were kind of just like kind of figuring out what um other artists would sound good with his sound um four pockets full four pockets full. so Shout so what what would you baby. say your biggest win was doing that right like if you know just if the you experience were to, overall the learning but like, was there one so like I placed a beat for this or like is there any Really um, big win that you're proud of, you know, from that time. And I'm sure you did a lot, but I just, you know, I didn't know if there was something like in particular that really stood out as far as like, 
damn, like that was really great that I was able to do that. Um, what was so as I was transitioning from working with the Revels group to kind of getting past to working with BPG, which mm-hmm. I'll explain later. Sure. Um, I went out to LA to help sequence G-Eazy's album, like the oh, new wow. album. Ooh. Like decide the order of the songs and. Bro, like literally, I'm sitting in the room with giants, like the Revels group team. Paint us that picture. Who was in the room? Like, bro, what did you feel like? I'm in the room. I'm just like kind of nervous because I'm like, dang, do I? Am I supposed to be here? And I went, <laughs> I went, I went out there with um, checking your own credentials, like yeah, IDing I, yourself. I went out there with Cortez Bryant. Shout out, Tez. shout out Cortez. Shout out Tez. Man. Yeah, we'll talk about Tez in a minute. Um, went out there with him. He was like, "Yo, come out. We're gonna sequence his album. Like, we have some meetings with." possible meetings with other producers and artists that were thinking about um, bringing on for management. We kind of, at the time where he was helping um, put T.I. piece together, his his last project, so just like listening to that and, you know, just giving like, some recommendations about, you know, what we thought, for real, for real. And then um, we went to the Revels Group office the day, which is in Beverly Hills. Um, nice little setup, bro. And they, it was g Easy. Um, Jamil, Matt, like the whole Revels group team, it's only yeah. like four or five people. Um, ben, Leah, shout out them. Um, Mia, Aisha, Tez, Al Branch from Rock, like the Al Branch, um, Gene Nelson, um, you know, the whole BPG team, really. Yeah. Um, like people were coming in and out but yeah it was just dope to see the like to be in the room with these giants yeah for real, for real. that's incredible so is that what led to the official transition to bpg from rebels yeah that's that's kind of what led to that it was or it was just like around the same time yeah i think what it was was that with the pandemic going on and like not really there being um like a full full opportunity to come out to LA because I was planning to move to LA and I was saving up um but with we didn't know how, how the pandemic was gonna go yeah. so it just made more sense for me to start working with Tez because he was also um like starting his own company as well or he had his own BPG obviously the management company for those people that don't know Blueprint Group um managed some of the largest acts in the world but there's so uh Jill Scott Brandy The Roots G Easy. Never um, heard of him. <laughs> Lil Nas X. Um, oh, I've heard of him. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, it just made more sense to like work with him in Atlanta. Yeah. Um, so, how important would we you say on. mentors are and have been to you? Man, my I stand on the shoulders of my mentors. Like they yeah. have always um, seen something in me that they admire, and they put me in a position to win. And I just try to do my best to make them proud. Yeah. And so having gotten all this experience, you've since taken the leap of faith into, you know, starting your own management company Mm -hmm. um, and starting a nonprofit on the management side. What do you love about management? What drew you to being a manager? I love management because you just touch so many things like, depending on the situation, depending on who the artist is and what they need. But obviously when you're working with artists that are coming from out the mud, you just have to use, you see all sides of the artist's experience from creating the music to managing the music to the business side of it, to the touring side of it, to the marketing side, to the promo. Like, because you have to just be involved in all those aspects. And that's what I really enjoyed 
was just being a sponge and and still obviously still being a sponge and just being like able to apply the new things I learn every day. Do you think that kind of draws back to your being well-rounded and trying everything as a kid? It sounds very parallel. I don't know if you ever thought Getting about your feet that. Dirty. But yeah. Yeah, just kind of being involved, you know. Jumping in. Because, I mean, management, from my perspective, definitely is, it's like playing soccer, going to space camp, doing band, <laughs> listening, you know, doing all these things because there's no there's no one job that is mm-hmm. management. There's no one job. No. It's like all the jobs put together. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Um, so what kind of qualities would you say um, a successful manager has? Um, relationship skills for sure. You have to be able to build relationships, maintain relationships. Um, Give them that one. one. The one ability more, to one, prioritize. One more time. That was that was a gem right there. One more time. And we haven't activated the one more time yet in this episode. Oh, so probably because Henry's been sleeping. But on the one more time podcast, <laughs> when we feel our guest has dropped a gem, we want them to hear it. One more, one more time. time. Tell them again the importance of relationships. Yeah. Um, Everything, it's also just relationships, but because, okay, your your job as a manager is you're constantly putting someone else before you. It's a job of service. And something that always stuck with me, um, especially like a, a, a quality that I think, or quality and like a drive that I think I acquired in college was like servant leadership, like leading by being a servant, like honestly, like yeah. putting others before mm-hmm. you because it's always going to reciprocate back and people will not only appreciate that, but like it just comes from a genuine place. So yeah, adding value to someone's life. It's rare. That's kind of like how I met Ben. Honestly, Ben approached me and he genuinely just said he was interested in trying to add value to what I was doing. And mm-hmm. I was like, wait, you want to no, so see cool. what I'm doing? It was you so cool help hearing me? him talk about Jordan mm-hmm. and just being like, hey man, how can I help? Yeah. And you were interested in business, mm-hmm. and he was dope at rapping, and he was a dope artist. Henry, I met him. He's a dope producer, a dope engineer, a dope person in general. And I was like, hey, how can I help? Yeah. And kind of taking that, like you said, that that service role mm-hmm. and being just so service-oriented and customer-focused with you know Henry, in my case, being my customer and Jordan at the time being your customer and now mm-hmm. of course you know you've you've grown your your management company. So what would you say have have made you good at relationships? Like what quality Were you born with it or did you practice? Um I don't like to burn bridges with people. Yeah. Um I like to keep a like a good network of people that I can rely on not for selfish reasons cuz obviously I want them to rely on me too. That's, Literally that's the first day after you talked to him, he like called me immediately after and was like, "Yo, this guy Kyle yeah, this guy's CEO Kyle. He's no fucking regular <laughs> Yo, CEO Kyle. Kyle. He's a CEO. I was like, tell me more, man. Like, let's, what's up? That's incredible. That. So um, you're obviously very entrepreneurial, and, and mm-hmm. you mentioned that. You started your management company, um, and you've also co-founded a nonprofit. Mm-hmm. So before we get into what the nonprofit's all about and you know your roster of artists, um, what made you want to start a business you know, with someone? How did you know it was the right fit? Because co-founding something... It's like bringing them into your family. I mean, it's a very big deal. What did yeah. you see in your co-founders, and why did you make the decision to to start a business in an, in, a, in a nonprofit with them? You know, actually, you're like the second or third person that recently told me that. Like, I wasn't. 
I didn't I, I didn't think of it like like that. Like I should have. I saying <laughs> I should have, but I was just like, man, let me get this LLC. Like these are my homies. Like let's make this official. And it worked out perfectly. It worked out, but I I wasn't like, oh, this is an intimate thing. But yeah. I should have been thinking of it that way because I my um my older bro Kobe um who shoot this it's so crazy just how we met um and we'll get into that later. But he told me that he was like, yeah, man, you know, you shouldn't just start businesses with people like, <laughs> like just because yeah, it sounds like okay. It's, it's like, kind yeah, of a big gonna, commitment. Like, yeah. yeah, and that was decent idea. I'll try it. <laughs> With but these I, people. I genuinely trusted these people. Um, yeah, who are some of the artists you're working with now? So some of the artists I'm working with now, um, working with now, um, continuing working with Rome um, and, and, and Lil Grody. Shout out Grody and Shout Rome. out Lil Grody. Um, Grody's been known to be in this studio. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, more recently, I picked up um, an artist from Spain. His name is Colum He Slip. Colum mm. He Slip. Flip. He was on The Voice in Spain. Um, he nope. has like a Justin Bieber, Shawn Mendes look for okay. real. Um, almost like half a million followers on Instagram. Damn. Wow. And the kid can sing his ass off like pop star for real. Um, started managing him. Um, Swavy, my boy Swavy. That's S-W-A-V-I-E, Swavy. Okay. Um, he is a super talented R&B artist. Um, you like Bryson Tiller, you will really love him. Um, has a look. The whole nine, like really just working on his demo right now. Um, What's his uh, latest record? Uh, Dear You. Yes. Yeah, go, yeah let's go play st- a little snippet from that. Stream Dear You. You want to play it right now? Yeah, let's play it. They always told me it would end this way. Got nothing left to say except Dear You. That's um, a dope record. Swavy. Thank you, thank you. I'm about to have Colin and Swavy, like we about to put them through a little Matchmaker. Artist, artist boot camp. Let's nah, no, nah, no, nah, but just like really about to just bring them down here to Atlanta this summer. Is it gonna be anything like the Space Camp boot camp? <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be fun. There you go. Yeah. So was that though, right? So was that But it's just like just really honing in on their sound, getting their yeah. demo together and um getting hella content here in, in the city of Atlanta sure. um, for us to just go crazy with in the fall. Yeah, who else do you have on your roster? Uh, recently started managing this producer, Mike Major. Um, Shout out Mike Major. Shout out Mike yeah, Major. Yeah, he's dope. Super dope. And he's Chopper, here in Atlanta, right? Two Chains, Gunna. Huh? Mike's here in Atlanta, right? Yep, he's here in yeah, Atlanta. Yeah, okay. Awesome. Um, and then, oh, and then recently for the past four months, been day-to-day managing for Nebuchadnezzar. Yeah, yeah I was like, there was there was one I, th- yeah. I thought you were missing. Nebu, that's awesome. Up. Shorty, you said it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Forty. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So you got the management company and your nonprofit. Mm-hmm. Tell us about the nonprofit. What's it called? What's it all about? What inspired it? Okay, so the nonprofit, Project Go Dark, that's what it's called. Um, it was really inspired by the energy that came from, you know, the lack of resources, the lack of a pipeline, it seemed like during COVID and during the protest, everything that was happening last summer, that energy kind of propelled me to come up with, because um, I was I was in rooms with people, like top level executives that were trying to figure out like, okay, like this is going on in the world right now. 
how can we change what we can touch? How can we change the music industry to make it better? And these people, um, shout out to the Black Music Action Coalition. So then I thought of this program called, uh, it's like, a, it's just the music industry pipeline. We haven't come up with the official, official name yet, but um, it's basically a 10 week summer program where we take HBCU students and um, and they, they will apply for the program, but we take 10 of the brightest HBCU students that we can find. And for eight weeks, we match them with an internship in, in the city of Atlanta, a black-owned ecosystem um, that will match the things that they want to do in the industry on that executive management side. Mm-hmm. And then for the first two weeks, it'll be like orientation somewhat, um, a, like a, a course that the students take that's similar to like everything you need to know in the music industry, that book. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Shout out Donald Passman. Shout out Donald. How many Passman. versions of that book? Dude, he's right on now. like version a thousand. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna write them until he dies. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it'll be a course that the students can take, and actually, the Cortez, um, he teaches a course at Jackson State that's very similar. Oh, okay, cool. Um, he even like had Drake come and like Damn. speak one night. Like, that's huge. Um, and I've then heard of him. Operations manager Nina. <laughs> I haven't. Um, she. Nina Packer, shout out her. She has the same course at FAMU. So it just made sense. Like, okay, let's implement this course. Students can take it. And then we immediately place them in an internship. So they get stamped and approved. Like, these are the next class of um, music industry execs, you know? Um, And so it's like a bottom-up approach to getting more people that look like me into the industry because... America's number one cultural cultural export is black culture. Like we, we sure. can't we can't sit here and cap like yeah. sure. So, but I'm oftentimes a cust- I'm a customer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oftentimes the people that are put in positions to curate our culture and to push our culture look like me. <laughs> exactly. No, it's true. You're admitting it. So it's yeah. like there. We I want to create a pipeline to get more people, and this is something awesome. that. I didn't go to HBCU. I wish I did sometimes. Um, oftentimes I do. And if I go back for my master's, I'm really thinking about going to one. But but some um, of your co-founders did, right? Like Aisha went to... Aisha went to FAM. FAM. You shout out Aisha. Shout out Aisha. Love you, girl. Um, Aubrey went to Tennessee State. Okay. Nina went to FAM. Tez went to Jackson State. Yeah. Um, so but definitely have a solid res- representation mm-hmm. there. But when I went to um, LA, when I was in LA for nine months working at BET... The interns on my floor, on the BET floor, because all the basically in the Viacom building, the floors are separated by the channels of BET, MTV, VH1, Comedy Central. So the black floor was the BET floor. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> I was like, I hope he's not going there. Yes, that I was, was like, it. all the black people were on the same floor. Yep, yep. <laughs> not they the gu- are. not the gunshots. Yeah, sure. exactly. Maybe that was the wrong. Sound. Poor, that was the wrong. Sound. Poor choice of sound effect, Henry. <laughs> I'm dead, but um. um yeah, so that was, but my co-interns were part of this program called HBCU in LA, which was very similar. Like, that's pretty much kind of where I got the concept. Okay. Shout out to them. Um, but it was similar, but it was for film and TV. It okay. wasn't for music. Like, basically, they chose students from across the country, these different HBCUs. They brought them out. They housed them. They got stipends. Um, and they had a speaker series as well, which we're going to have in our program. Um speaker series and so the students would after work they'd like yo come back to campus which was it was on sunset boulevard that's where the viacom office is and emerson's campus was where it was housed that 
building on Sunset. So it's literally yeah. walking distance. We would go. They'd have food sometimes. Um, speakers would come in. And it was just like a great program. I was like, damn, like, why don't we have something like this for the music industry? Damn. So it was like, well, here's an opportunity. That's what's to so build cool about in Atlanta. About entrepreneurs is that they don't take this like unique novel idea, but they apply it in a different way. Mm-hmm. That's what's yeah. so cool. It's Context. like you, you saw this thing, you're like, shit, this does exist already, but it's yeah, for this doing a great job. specific like, purpose. Mm-hmm. Why don't we do it for this? Right. And right. I feel like there's so many great ideas, and I'm obviously blanking as far as like other really prime examples, but I mean there's and you know shout out to um Key. Shout out to Key Opens Doors. Uh, Key shout Henderson. Out Key. Shout out Key, man. Key Good is my dog. People. Good people. Key yeah. re- Key really opens doors, bro. She, she puts does. on so many people. But Key has this thing. She's with, awesome. Um, That's since, how we met. That is how since we met. The 80s. Since the 80s. Yeah, the, the 40, 40 exactly. dinner. Yeah. So it's like all these like flashes of like, okay, like these experiences that I've had for even from just space camp, like that those all those things like put into one was like okay we could really make like a program yeah um to you know push new students into or new 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 people that look like me into the industry that are there to you know protect and preserve our culture so um the goal is to start in Atlanta cuz this is a, like i said a, the black a black owned ecosystem the only thing separating Atlanta from being LA and New York is we don't have media outlets out here, but yeah. like it's, we know what it is. Yeah. Like, but then ex- expanding to New York and LA, where those bigger record labels are, yeah. um, so that the students can intern there and intern there. So when's the first uh, class supposed to start? So we um, received funding from Spotify for the program. Awesome. Nice. They funded the first year. Um, and we're currently just waiting for the money to drop, honestly, to for us to decide if we're gonna do the program in the fall or do it in the spring. Okay. But as soon as we find Spotify. It, Spotify dropped the bag. Drop that money. Drop, drop the, the fucking bag. Drop the bag. Yeah. <laughs> but they already pledged it. They put out a whole um memo on it. Um but and then press releases will be coming soon. Cool. Application awesome. will be out and yeah, we'll it will either be in the fall or spring. That's great. Yeah. So to wrap up this segment if you could give one piece of advice to future managers, like if, if I'm a manager out there that, you know, is aspiring to be someone in the music business, you know, what kind of advice would you give them? Um, like I said, you got to be willing to wake up every day and put somebody before you. Mm, say one, that one, 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 yeah, one more time. Not the left, but. One more time. <laughs> and one I won't say time. every day because you, you'll have time to take for yourself, sure. but like that has to be the mindset if you want to, break an artist honestly and that's ultimately what i want to do is break build break and continue to put out records like yeah. um and i'm transitioning more from like management to the anr side um the facilitator side the connecting the dot side um on a larger scale but um that and i would say um uh, make sure you network laterally let networking laterally was so important because I was able to do that and make these just so many connections. So I didn't go to school in Atlanta. I went to school in Massachusetts. So coming back here, I really had to make an effort to keep up with the students that you would say, oh, this person reminds me of this person. This person reminds me of you. But they were here in Atlanta and they had that network because they went to Clark or Spelman or Morehouse or whatever. So I made an effort to connect with my peers 
And now we're just doing so much dope shit together. Like, it's just so many people in this like team that we put together and we just been making sure that we, we stay connected. And now it's like, I see these people everywhere, like yeah. just moving and it's just like you, like it feels like, damn, there's a class of us, like, and that camaraderie is cool and it's, we're just there to help each other out. So yeah. That's dope. Well, we definitely think that you are ushering in a new wave of, you know, young music industry executives. We appreciate you coming on. I know Henry has a final segment that he likes to do What's here the on the segment? One More Time podcast. So. Shout out Vibe Sessions. Shout, Shout out, out Vibe Sessions. Yeah. Final section of the One More Time podcast is called the Rapid Fire Rampage. Okay. And no, it's not a working title anymore. We're sticking no, with it. No, it's still working. We okay. might change it. It's a <laughs> but um, it's going to be... A three-part little series of questions, short answers, and then a this or that, and then a word association where I give you a word, you just give me a word back. The idea here is to see like what's in your subconscious, you know, just the first thing short you think Short answers. Of. Okay, say it again. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'll go. I'll break each one down <laughs> as we get there. All right. So, first section is just, yeah, short answer. I'm just going to hit you with some quick questions. I feel like I'm on hot ones. You are. This is a hot ones variant for sure, but it's <laughs> the rapid fire version. rampage. So. <laughs> Non-working title. <laughs> Working, non-working. Permanent title. Permanent title. Let's go with it. So, popping off the short answer. Give us your favorite wings in Atlanta. JR Crickets. Shout out JR Crickets. JR Crickets. With the blue cheese. Of course. Ooh. Give us your favorite sports team. Man, Atlanta United, but definitely the Hawks right now. Didn't see United coming. I love that. I mean... Big soccer guy. That's yeah. right. That's true. Uh, and City. Oh. And the Falcons. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's Wait, a love Manchester hate. That's, that's city? A, it's Manchester City. Yes, that's so. probably a love hate relationship. The uh, definitely. <laughs> oh, both the city and Falcons. Well, yeah. it. Okay. If mis- if music disappeared tomorrow, where would you focus your energy? Cryptocurrency. Give us a genre of music you secretly like. <laughs> Bedroom pop. Mm, that's yeah. A good one. Tomorrow. Joe Biden exiles you from America. Where do you go live? Damn, what I do? <laughs> it's not relevant to the question, Kyle. Uh, where do I go live? England. England. Shout out Manchester City. Give Actually, us- I take that back. I was like, that's where you go? Where do I live? But I'm thinking like, it got to be somewhere warm, though. Mm. I don't think London's that. I yeah. Mean, I guess it's, but I'm it's trying moderate. Think, but- I'm trying to think of the best warm countries to live in. This is where you're going to live. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> this is where you're uh, exiled. Uh, exiled. You can't come Australia. back to Atlanta. I'll go to Australia. Australia is a good one. Yeah. We, we've had another guest say that. So. Okay. It's a popular It's answer. a popular exile they, place. They used to send slaves there. Yeah, British, British slaves. So, yeah. yeah. So now we're sending American exiles <laughs> from the music industry. Give us one artist or producer you would love to manage. Ooh. If they lost their management tomorrow or didn't have it. Metro Boomin. Yeah. Give if, us. If you're looking for new management, Metro. You know. <laughs> We'd love to have you on the podcast, though. One so. more time. We would. Give us one of the dumbest things you've ever done. I had a squeaky belt on my car, and it kept squeaking, and I didn't know why. And I lift the hood, and the car's still running. And I'm, like, trying to, like, use a, a towel to clean off the belt while it's running. Why would you do that? 
Exactly. Because it's the stupidest. Did it no, because, the towel. because I'm thinking like, okay, I can clean off the belt while it's like, if it's not moving, but if it's moving, clean it really clean good. It, I can clean it faster. <laughs> Bro, my dumbass literally puts the, tries to clean the belt with the towel. That shit got like snatched in there and my finger got caught. And luckily, I lost all the. You still have ten, right? <laughs> yeah, but I almost no. I lost all the skin on my finger, like from like this digit up. Damn, wow. I could have easily lost my finger that day. Easily, wow. easily. That was the dumb. That was the dumbest thing I ever done. Anyway, let's flip that around into one of the best decisions you ever made. I had to decide whether I was going to retake the semester, and that would push my timeline off. It wouldn't push my time timeline off for graduation, but it it wouldn't allow me to participate in this internship program that mm. brought me out to LA. I could save my GPA and retake the semester just so that my GPA could be higher, which in the real world means nothing. Nothing. But in college, you think that means everything. Mm-hmm. Or I could just say like really buckle down, stop doing what I was doing, and. As long as I like passed two of the classes, like passed two of the finals, I would pass two of the classes, which would then allow me to go to LA based on my credits and participate in the program. I would have my grades were in the dumpster, but I still was able to. So I had it was like literally a, a moment in time where I had to decide like, what do I do? Like, do I say the semester's a wrap and retake it, withdraw, or do I just shoot my shot? So you took the internship. Well, I didn't take the internship. I didn't even... Oh, I had the internship already, but I wouldn't be able to participate in it if I had to stay in school because... Kept the internship. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. I was like, I took my shot. I just took the test. I passed two of the classes. Got to LA was because I was able to move on to the next semester. And I was able to take that semester in LA. And that's when this whole journey kind of like really started taking off. Great decision. There it is. Great decision, yeah. I know you discussed a couple management tips, tricks, strategies, but what's one you think is really slept on that a lot of managers aren't doing that should be doing more of? Sleeping. Boom. <laughs> Love that one. Boom. That's great. That's He did mention he was tired earlier, so I'm not sure if he's sleeping <laughs> on it. Ironically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not literally, ironically. Yeah. Give us one bucket list entry. Skydive. Boom. There it is. Rampage! That's the first part of our rapid fire <laughs> rampage. Moving oh, on. damn, that was only part one. Yeah, yeah, we got into it. Buckle up, Kyle, CEO. It's going to get even more rapidy fire. Okay. Rapidy. 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 It's not a word. Rapidy, rap, rap, rap. (laughs) (laughs) This is going to be a a this or that. I'm just going to give you two choices. Pick the one that appeals to you the most without thinking. Don't try and pretend rapidy was a word. Rapidy, we'll hit up. What did did Nav say? He said rapidies rap, rapidy stuff. He said rapidy rap 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 something. Sack, if sack, Nav sack, said sack. it, it's a word. God yeah. damn it, Nav. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this or that. Here we go. Tell us, CEO Kyle. Mm-hmm. Mountains or beaches? Beaches. Day or night? Day. Beer or liquor? Liquor. Sports cars or SUVs? Sports cars. Going out to eat or cooking? Going out to eat. Cats or dogs? Dogs. Mainstream or underground? Underground. Managing artists, managing producers? Managing producers. 
Did we just fire shots at all the no. <laughs> artists? No, <laughs> no, there's a reason for that. Swavy and Nebuchadnezzar <laughs> no, 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 are no, no, all no. looking for new management. Managing, well, if no. you're looking for new management, <laughs> managing producers is just a different grind. Like, yeah. but it's like I won't say you kind of get jaded by managing artists, but like you learn a lot, bro. Like, man, bro, people don't sometimes people don't appreciate you. Like, that's just realistic. Like, but with managing producers, also. That and just like you're, you really get involved in these people's lives. Sometimes it's like it's, it's sometimes in an unhealthy way. Mm. Managing producers is less hands on. Like, mm. You know, for me, my goal with managing producers is sending out packs and getting them in the room. Really getting them in the room because that's like the next step to mm. landing anything. But um, yeah. But I also probably say that more because I've just been thinking about it more, like and doing it more. Um, but. Both are. I, I love both. I love both. That's a good answer. Good answer. Sushi or barbecue? Barbecue. Boom. Part two. In the bunch. Final part of the rapid fire rampage. Word association. I'm going to give you one word. Give me the first word that comes to mind. Okay. The littler you think. You think the better. The better. Mm-hmm. Littler has become a word on this podcast yep. now for whatever it's our go-to stupid word. reason. <laughs> I gotta close my eyes. Yeah, that That's actually fine. might help. Go ahead. We should require that of our guests. Yeah. Okay. Caffeine. Coffee. Money. Power. Goat. Cheese. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. The studio. Astro. Children. Safe. Mask. Off. <laughs> Pizza. Wings. Anxiety. Attack. Base. Ball. <laughs> Sorry. This is a common thread here. B-A-S-S. Yeah, the, yeah, the first kidding. non-artist hears bass yeah. and doesn't think boom, boom. Yeah. Um, that, that's a correct answer. Like, that's a correct answer. Though. Base ball. He didn't spell it. Um, politics. Sticky. Drake. The goat. Cheese. Cheese. That's all for today's episode, folks. What a rampage. Kyle coming on. This is Kyle Cambo at CEO. Kyle Cambo. Kyle Kyle Cambo. Cambo like the soup. Kyle Cambo. There you go. At CEO Kyle. He's an artist and producer, manager, and entrepreneur, rising star executive in the music industry. We appreciate you coming on as our first guest that is not an artist to really set the stage for, you know, future guests that we come on, come on that are behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. Uh, Please like, subscribe, follow, tell a friend, tell your mom, tell your wife, tell your girlfriend, tell your brother. Um, This is the One One More Time podcast. Thank you so much, Kyle. Until next week, we are out. Peace. Peace. Oh, the homie, this shit trippin' off oh, Middle finger to the law